0: Hi everyone, welcome to episode 3 of Talk Danger Zone Jobs, the overseas contracting show. I'm William Beaver, editor-in-chief and founder of DangerZoneJobs.com, and today's topic, how do I network to find overseas contracting jobs? There's something about networking that just seems to scare people, or at the very least make them a little apprehensive and nervous. I think part of the reason is because networking as a word doesn't really make a lot of sense. Does that mean that I'm out? you know, at meetings, handing out business cards or something like that. In reality, it's a lot more simple to understand if you think about your just normal everyday life. Think of it like this. Suppose your car broke down and you needed to find a good mechanic. One thing that you might do is just ask around. Ask your friends and family. Do you guys know anybody that fixes cars, somebody that you trust? And if they've had some experience with a good mechanic, they might recommend somebody. Or perhaps you ask somebody that you know who's really good with cars, thinking, "Eh, he knows cars, he will probably know somebody. And when he gives you a recommendation, you trust him. That's networking at its most basic. Someone is recommended by someone else because they've demonstrated they have the ability to do whatever it is that needs to be done. Or people think of them as trustworthy, they think of them as a good person. They think of them as somebody who, if they were recommended, would make the other person look good, or at the very least, not look bad. So the whole idea is to figure out who you know and who knows you. And that's your starting point. And once you've figured that out, then the next step is to make your network wider and deeper. And I'll talk about that in just a second. Why do you want to do this? Why is it necessary? Well, sometimes you'll hear people complaining about, oh, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Or, You need to be in the old boy network or something along those lines. But in reality, it's very simple. As we said in a previous episode, roughly 80% of the jobs that a company has never even are publicized. They're either filled by internal candidates or they're filled by somebody who knows somebody they think would work good in the company. And nobody will recommend you if they don't know you. So let me give you some principles that you can start with in terms of networking as an ongoing effort. And that is the first key. Don't start networking as soon as you need a job. This should be something that's going on well before that. In the future, maybe you want another job, so you should be networking as you go. Number two, you do everything you can to be helpful without expecting anything in return. People see right through it when you're just trying to be nice because you want something from them. Instead, what you're trying to do is demonstrate that in the context of the job you're trying to find, you're a good person, you're knowledgeable, you're experienced, and you'd be a great person to have on the team. Number three is you've got to figure out your skill sets and the job fields that you want to operate in so that you can network in a wider range of places but still be focused on what it is that you're trying to do. Keep in mind that networking is an activity that's going to take a lot of time and effort. You're trying to find a good job. You're going to have to do this whether you like it or not. So the best way to approach it is to be smart about it. Think in terms, for example, about people who are on LinkedIn or Facebook. You'll see a lot of people post things like, I need a job. And there's nothing you can do for them. You don't know anything about them. You don't know what their background is, and even if they give you a detailed description, you still don't trust them because you don't have anything to, to base it on. On the other hand, imagine that you were on you know, websites that are specific to your career field, and you were always posting advice or offering assistance to people who ask questions. Pretty soon it would come across that you really know what you're talking about. If you genuinely do this, if you do it truly trying to help people, You're going to stand out as someone who's authentic and generous, all these kind of attributes that people like about other people. And at the very least, it gives them a reason to look at you closer. So how do you do this? How do you actually go about networking? Well, first of all, in the show notes of this particular episode, you're going to find a link to a detailed article called How to Network for Overseas Contracting Jobs, where I go into a lot more detail than I can here And I include a lot of links, a lot of assistance for different aspects of this process. So let me lay it out in kind of general terms for the purpose of this show. First of all, you need to work out who you already know. Think in terms of getting yourself a notebook or just some way to keep track of all this. Look at family, friends, Your current professional associates, people that you know in your job or perhaps people you served with in the military, if you're just getting out of that. Look at past professional associates and the same with past people that you served with in the military. Look at fellow members of your professional organizations or associations or groups, alumni groups, perhaps from college or anything like that. In the show notes, you'll find a link to a resource called 36 Sources of Networking Contacts. This is really helpful because you don't know who you've forgotten. Think about it. Until you start actually looking for a job and you start thinking about people that can, you know, be of assistance, whether they're working already or somebody from your past that you need a recommendation for, something like that. Unless you start sitting down and writing this out, there's a lot of people you won't remember, which brings me back to LinkedIn and Facebook. A lot of people think those sites can be a waste of time, and in certain cases they are. But one of the things that they're really good for doing is to help spark a, a memory, somebody that you've forgotten about or somebody that has linked to somebody else that you know. The whole idea is to put together this pool of people and see, look for the low-hanging fruit. Is there anyone there that can help me now? The next thing that you need to do is try to make your contact network wider and deeper, as I mentioned before. And one of the ways of doing that is to be specific about the companies that you want to try to get into. If you do that, then it's possible to go search LinkedIn for people that work for that company that you may have forgotten that you know. You can do the same thing by making sure that you're clear on the career fields you're trying to get back into. Sometimes when people send me emails saying, I'll do anything to go overseas, just give me a job, I'll dig a ditch, whatever. It doesn't work like that because it's not matching what you're skilled to do. And it's hard to network if you're trying to be too general. If you're already overseas, then you've got a golden opportunity to network as often and as effectively as you can. This could be sitting down with a group of strangers in the defact. It could be people that you meet while you're working out at the rec center whatever it takes, but you should be constantly making contacts, making inroads, just talking to people. Let them get to know you. On the job, you're already networking with people from your own company, so you should be looking for opportunities to get to know other people outside of that context. Now, if you're not overseas, I realize this makes things much more difficult, so let me give you one good way to meet with people who are contractors and who represent contracting companies. That would be going to job fairs. Now, before you start screaming at the microphone saying that job fairs never give jobs, that's not my point. The point is you go to a job fair and you meet others who are also looking for jobs. They're there just like you are. They need help just like you do. And there are company representatives that are willing to answer questions to get to know you a little bit. You never know what can happen from those kind of circumstances. Those job fairs are free, so it's a very effective way, especially if you're not working, to spend your time in a productive way. Remember that at its core, networking is about other people growing to know, like, and trust you. When the time comes, if it ever comes, that they can recommend you for something, you've already proven yourself to be somebody who's helpful and of service and caring about other people, someone that others would like to work with. This assumes, of course, that you have the proper background that you need for the position for which you're trying to network. Somebody will not recommend you just because they like you. You have to be someone who's a viable candidate for whatever it is that's being recommended. Let me give you an example of this real quickly. In 1990, I moved out to Hollywood. Don't ask me why. It was just a dream at the time. And I was living in the apartment of a brother of somebody that I knew back in Ohio. This guy didn't know me, I didn't know him, but he was gracious enough to let me stay there for a little bit. One night he came home and I was sitting at the kitchen table typing up my resume, and he picked one up and started reading it. And he said, you know what? I'm a voiceover guy. I work for various companies like Disney doing cartoon characters and so forth, but I just did a corporate film for a guy who does the TV show Rescue 911. And he told me that they're starting up a new show called True Detectives. Now, the reason this was important was because on my resume, it mentioned that I had worked part of my way through college by writing true crime stories. And he thought, it's such an unusual background that I would be somebody that he could recommend to this guy. I had the background for the job, and because his sister knew me, he was willing to take a shot and recommend me. He did, and four days later I started working on this CBS TV show. My point is that you never know where the opportunities are going to come from, but you have to be prepared and you have to be working out there trying to find them. To look at this topic in much more detail, don't forget to check out the story that's listed at the bottom of the show page. It's called How to Network for Overseas Contracting Jobs. I'm William Beaver, Editor-in-Chief of DangerZoneJobs.com. And in episode four, we're going to take a look at how to make your contracting resume very effective. Until then.